the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. We are living in an exciting time. We are on the verge. We're right at the edge of the coming of Christ. The days ahead are glorious. This isn't a time to be frightened or to be afraid. It's not a time to pull back and not press forward. This is the day where we press forward into what God has for the church. Oh, the disciples went about doing good and performing miracles, signs and wonders. They spoke with boldness after the crucifixion of Christ, after they had received the power of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And it was an exciting time for the church. But I'm telling you today that the days ahead are even more exciting because Jesus had just left then. But now we're looking at the time when he is about to manifest himself. He is going to come into this realm and manifest his glory. He is going to come forth and manifest himself. Visitations are going to take place. Miracles, signs and wonders in the church in church meetings, in prayer meetings. Oh, the church is about to see the greatest manifestation of God that the world has ever seen. During the time when the enemy wants us to be terrorized by the spirit of fear because of economic crisis, because of job situations, because of political and social unrest, and the enemy wants us to back down in fear. But we're not looking at the natural. We're looking in the supernatural. God wants us to see as as he sees and to hear as he hears. And that's something that we have to pray about today. We'll stop right now and pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord. We give you glory and honor and magnify and adore your holy name as we lift you up, Father. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, that right now you are about to manifest Christ to the entire world, Father. That the world is about to see the greatest manifestation of your glory as it has never known it before. Oh, we thank you, Father. And I ask you today that each person as listening, Father, that you would meet them in their place of need, Father. And each person has a different place of need, Lord. And only you could do such a mighty work that each person hears in this message what they need to hear, Father. Oh, Father, transform your word, Lord, and meet them in their place of need. 
Oh, Father, we thank you that this is an exciting time. This isn't a time to be fearful. This isn't a time to be terrorized by the enemy. This is a time to press forward, Lord. This is a time to go forward knowing that we're in your invincible army in that name. Lord, today, do what you do best. Use your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God is calling the church to a place of love. Love is what is needed in this nation right now. There is so much division. There is arguing and all kinds of social and political unrest and the differences that divide between religion, between political parties and between races. There is so much. There are so many reasons for us to experience division, but not in the church. God is calling the church to a new place. He's calling the church to a position of love. He wants to enlarge your territory. I'm concerned that we don't really know what love looks like, though. We don't really know truly what it feels like. I promise you right where you are right now, God is demanding a greater level of love. He is asking us to go outside of ourselves and step into another dimension. This is the hour that we must cry out to the Lord. Lord, give me the heart of Christ Jesus. I don't want to be the same. Not even tomorrow when I wake up, Lord, I want you to change me. I want to have compassion in my heart, Lord. I want to love my neighbor as myself. Lord, give me the heart of Christ Jesus. I want to have a heart that's full of mercy, the kind of heart where the love of God flows from me. That when I walk into a place that your love is flowing through me, Lord. Oh, Father, give me the heart of Christ Jesus. But there is so much love flowing that people can actually feel the presence of God in our presence. God is taking the church to a new level that when we walk in a place, the love of God is flowing from us. It's so powerful that healing takes place, that deliverance takes place. That is truly the love of God. I remember I've told you before, possibly you've heard about the all night prayer meetings that we gave. It was so amazing. I remember, you know, standing in front of the church one night at an all night prayer meeting. And as I was standing in front of the church, the Lord said, pray for the people, pray for all the people. He didn't want a prayer line. He wanted me to pray for all the people. So I said, I'm going to pray for everyone right now in the mighty name of Jesus And I began to lift my hand and the Holy Spirit said, walk down the middle aisle. And there were people on both sides of the aisles. He said, walk down the middle of the aisle. And when you get to the end of the aisle, before you reach the front door, turn around and come back and pray all the way back up to the front and turn around before the people. I did exactly what I was hearing. I walked down the aisle And as I was walking down the aisle, I was praying over the people, crying out for healing, for deliverance, for God to meet every need in the house of God that night. And I'm just walking down, praying, praying, praying for the people. And as I walked down the aisles, many began to lift their hands and there wasn't a dry eye in the place. And I'm walking down the middle aisle of the church and I got just past the last row of benches and I turned around to come back. And I began to walk back towards the front of the church, just praying over the people, praying over the people. And the next morning, remember, because this is an all night prayer meeting. 
the next morning, the lady was just crying and crying, and she was saying, you all just don't know. You just don't know. And we were all packing up our sleeping bags and pillows, and, and we were gathering around her. What don't we know? What happened? What She said, I, last night, she said, when Valerie was walking down the middle of the aisle, and she said, you know, I couldn't lift my arms up. She had been a school bus driver, and she had gotten carpal tunnel syndrome or, and severe pain in her hands and it began to radiate through her wrist and she hadn't been able to lift her hands up and it even had began to affect her shoulders. Maybe, I don't know, arthritis, something set in. I do not know. I'm not a doctor. But she could not lift her arms. And she said, Valerie, as you were walking down the aisle, she said, you know, it's just like the Holy Spirit said, lift your hands. And, and I was thinking, no, no, I can't do it. And she's, she said, the Lord just gave her lift lift your hands. She said, and as you were praying, I lifted my hands. I took a chance that the pain wouldn't increase. And I lifted my hands and there was no pain anymore. And as you were praying, I was just crying and crying because all the pain was gone and I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm telling you, God is taking the church to a new dimension. When we walk in the love of God, healing is going to flow from us. We can walk past someone and they'll be healed. They'll be delivered. God is going to do a miraculous work in the church in the days to come. Oh, we're going to be caught up in his glory during prayer meetings. He is sending forth a power that we have never experienced. And we determine if we are going to step into the flow of what God is doing right now in this due season, we have to determine I am not going to be the same. I am not going to stay in the same place. I'm going to press in to the things of God. I'm going forward. I'm going to walk in the love and the compassion of Christ Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus walked about doing good. Jesus had compassion on the people. He didn't want to see sickness and disease among the people. He didn't want to see suffering because he had a love. He had a love for the people. We lack love for our neighbor, the kind of love that God wants truly expressed. Not many among us have that type of love. God is looking for a people who walk in love because when you walk in love, love causes one to conform to God, and then you're able to walk in a relationship of intimacy with God. God loves the Son, the Bible tells us, that God loves the Son. When we love the Son, talking about Christ, when we love the Son, we have something in common. We have more in common with God. And when we have commonality, if you will, the relationship grows. It grows in a unique level of intimacy because both parties love another and they have something between them that they have in common. And it brings us into a closer relationship with God. I had a great testimony about Christ in John 3 and 35. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed all things in His hands. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever rejects the Son will not see life. So again, the Father loves the Son. When we love the Son, we begin to have a relationship with something in common with God. Then both you and God love the Son. You two can walk together. The Bible says two cannot walk together. 
unless they agree. God loves Christ. When you love Christ, you come into agreement with God and your relationship, your bond with God grows stronger. I'm talking about God, the father loving Christ and your relationship intensifying and going to another level. How can two walk together unless they agree? Moses understood something important about God. He understood that if God came first in his life, he would have the presence of God with him and access to the power of God. Most importantly, Moses came to understand that relationship was the only way to truly know God. Relationship is how to get answers in prayer. God loved the children of Israel and Moses loved the children of Israel. Moses and God had something in common. Besides their intimate relationship, they both love the children of Israel. The power of God moves through relationship. Moses had a full grasp of that understanding. We will not see powerful results through prayer without relationship. All the beautiful words that we can pray before God But relationship is the power key in prayer. Moses told the Lord when it was time for them to go to the promised land that he would not go on the journey unless God's presence was with them. And the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now, he wasn't talking about eternal rest. He was talking about entering to peace in the promised land. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? God responded to Moses and the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. God is saying you have a relationship with me. We have something in common. I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. You're pleasing to me. Moses knew how to fast. He knew how to repent. And he knew how to intercede for the children of Israel. He knew that God loved the children of Israel. And he had that same love that God had. God is calling the church to walk in the light of his word. Moses understood something very important. He understood that if God came first in his life, He would have the presence of God with him. He understood this. Most important, Moses came to understand that relationship was the only way to truly know God. The power of God moves through relationship. Moses told the Lord, You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. God loves you with an everlasting love. He has passionate love for you. I'll prove it. These are the words of a tremendous lover. No one can compete with him because what he speaks, he demonstrates. Isaiah 45, 2 to 3. I will go with thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates 
of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. I will give thee the treasures of darkness hidden in secret places, the riches that thou mayest know that I, the Lord God, which call thee by name. There's only one request God has. Make me your priority. In Deuteronomy verses 1, 6 to 8, God spoke to the children of Israel, and I'm paraphrasing. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. Turn and take your journey. Break camp and move on. See, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land. God is telling them, move forward. The church has come to a place where it must move forward forward. We can't stay where we are. We can't look back behind us. God wants to establish a new relationship with you because he's raising up the remnant church. The remnant church is full of intercessors. The intercessor is the power player of the future. God is looking for intercessors. He is positioning intercessors around the globe. Through all hours of the day and night, he is positioning the intercessors that will pray with mighty power. Their prayers will prevail. They understand relationship. They not only understand relationship with God, they understand relationship with their fellow man. In order to be a great intercessor, we must be able to stand in that person's shoes that we are interceding We must be able to feel what they feel, be able to somewhat experience what they experience. That's what makes a great intercessor. Deity became man and Jesus came in a human form. He took on a human body and left his glory in heaven and he became man to be tempted as we are tempted. But yet he remained sinless. He came and took on a human body to know our experience, and then to take away sin from us so that we will be able to repent and have eternal life. But he is the greatest intercessor that we have ever known because he has stood in our shoes. He has walked the path of being human and being flesh and blood. And the word of the Lord says that God remembers that we are just flesh and blood. He remembers that we're made from the dust, if you will. Jesus is able to stand in that place and intercede for us because he has walked as flesh and blood. He has had that experience. An intercessor can stand in the place of the one who is in need of prayer and negotiate with the Father. Negotiate between heaven and earth. Negotiate with the Son. Mediate through the Holy Spirit and change circumstances in this world. Are you praying for someone and you have not seen fruition of those prayers? Do not stop praying. Prevail in prayer. Press your way. Increase your relationship with God. Spend more time alone with him. Spend more time in the wee hours of the night talking with him. He will open your spiritual eyes. You'll begin to see in the circumstances. You won't need anybody to tell you what's really going on out there because God will give you spiritual insight. He will open your spiritual eyes. He will open your spiritual ears and you will hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. God wants to take you to a more powerful place than where you are right now, to a more powerful relationship. That's where he's calling the church. He's saying, now it's time to get moving. 
We cannot go to a more powerful place unless we take action and move forward. God is telling us to do something, to go forward. He has something greater for us. I'm telling you that right now, what the church is about to experience, the disciples took off with boldness and great power after they received the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you that in the days to come, the power that the church is going to experience, it's even greater than the disciples' experience. The church was created to walk in the power and take dominion and authority over the enemy and over all the powers of darkness. And God is about to release such a prophetic anointing over the church, such a miraculous anointing. I had a vision. I was speaking to an audience about 48 hours ago. And as I was speaking to this audience, I saw some people and these people were at, it was like the higher terrain of like a valley. And they were looking, they were on the higher terrain and they were looking over the countryside. And as they were looking over the countryside, I saw the sun and I'm speaking and I'm seeing this vision. I saw the sun. And the sun was just coming up. It was orange and slightly yellow, but the sun was just about to come up. It was just the dawning of a new day is what the Lord was showing me. And as I was seeing this vision, the Holy Spirit began to speak. The Lord began to speak to the people that I was talking to, I was ministering to. And he was saying, it's the dawning of a new day for the church. The church is about to rise into a place of power, a position that it has never known before. God is about to manifest himself right before our very eyes. And this is an exciting time to live. This is not the time to back up. This is not the time to back down. This is the time to press forward, to press into the things of God. This is the time when God is releasing such an anointing. The power of your prayers will pierce the darkness. The power of your prayers will pull down strongholds. Many will be delivered. Thousands and thousands of souls are about to come into Christ. Revival is going to break out in America. The church is going to walk in such love and such compassion. And God is using intercessors right now to spearhead this mighty movement of love, this mighty movement of intercessory prayer. God is using the church. The church is the one who takes dominion and authority over this world as the coming of Christ moves forward as he begins. The trumpet is blown and he is about to manifest himself in this realm. And so he's calling you. He's calling you to an intimate relationship that you may be one of those mighty intercessors that fast and pray and that seek him, that have visitations, that has the glory of God fall upon you as you pray, that as you pray and intercede, that many are delivered, that miracles, signs, and wonders follow as you pray. God is calling you to an intimate relationship, a relationship beyond anything that you have ever experience. He is calling the church in this hour. We're not a people that are fearful. We're not afraid of economic crisis. We're not afraid of political and social unrest because behind all of this, God is doing a mighty work in America. 
He is healing relationships. He is creating a new bond. He is restoring the church. He is raising the church up. The remnant church is raising up in power, even as I am speaking. What we see in the natural, there is something parallel to it going on in the supernatural. There is healing. There is deliverance. Yokes of bondage are being broken off and intercessors are being set into position across the globe to bring in the glory of God, to usher in the coming of Christ. Relationship, an intimate relationship with God. That's the power in prayer. The more time you spend alone, the more time you spend waiting in his presence, the more he will reveal himself to you. You will see with spiritual eyes. You will hear with spiritual ears what the spirit of the Lord has to say. God is calling the church. And this is the time this year to be in pursuit of God, to be in pursuit of that intimate relationship. The Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. The church is moving into a time of power with God in an intimate relationship as never before. I'm Valerie Sneed, Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. 